0: let us find mercy let us find grace let us find help we always find help in your presence just knowing you love us knowing you care for us with the great love that you bestowed upon us father is worth so much and we thank you and we praise you for this time together bless our our family visiting family <laughs> We're never strangers to one another. We're just one family here. And we thank you, Lord, for our safe travels for them always in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen. Just want to remind everybody of our June special. Yay. <laughs> our two prophetic book prophetic people books um and free the office of the prophet and um these are for $20. So Go online and honor them, order them, get them on the app, um, get them wherever, wherever. Just just order things. If you can order things, you can order things. I'm the queen of ordering stuff, so it'll show up at my door before people get it in the stores. (laughs) So praise God. I have no desire to go and walk around Walmart for an hour looking for one thing. You know, it's just like, who needs this? Let me go lay down somewhere. Let me, let me meditate on the word or anything. But yeah, yep, no joy in that anymore. So, uh, praise God. So we're still talking about wenting. <laughs> and that's important we shared yesterday of how our life as christians is a winning experience amen because we are being healed as we go every day um, our soul is being restored to the the creation that god created us to be we're getting wholeness and soundness in our mind our spirit our bodies uh, according to proverbs 4:20 there is a connection between your hearing and your health amen oh that's a revelation amen i was thinking about all the things that we hear and how it affects us i mean not just hearing the word and getting healed from that but think of the things that you hear that are not healthy for you amen And so there is that connection, and thank God there's a way to reverse all the negative effects of the negative things that we hear. The things that are criticisms, put-downs, insults, just lies, accusations, not true. Those things kind of penetrate your soul. Anything that has an effect on your soul will eventually have an effect on your body. Amen. What you hear... Gets translated into something that will affect your body chemistry, affects your mood, affects your energy, affects your joy, it affects everything. So that's why people like to, uh, stay around people they call positive people, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, you know, my thing is get positive yourself. <laughs> you know, you, you be the spark plug. You be the energizer, buddy. You be the one that can change an atmosphere. And, and we can do that as believers. We have great power, uh, in our words to affect atmospheres. You can do it in your prayers. You can do it in your speaking, wherever you go. When we go to encourage people or, or pray for them, the, our words are penetrating their souls. We, we we get what we get through our hearing. Amen. We get healed through our ears through our brain and it affects our bodies uh, the word of God always affects us for the good amen the thing is to hold on to it and and take it as food amen uh, many times we don't we we taste it and we don't take it with us amen um, I can remember when I was a new Christian I I would, you know, you go and hear a good sermon and you get encouraged and you felt good and oh, that worship was wonderful. And then you go back home and you go, oh boy, I gotta face this, I gotta face that. Well, we didn't know how to, how to feed on the leftovers like the disciples did. Amen. See that scripture is there for all believers. There's something left over that you can't poke down your pie hole and gobble it up at every dinner table there's leftovers or there should be if you the kind of person that lives in God's abundance you know generally do now if it's something that's real good it ain't gonna be nothing left nowhere you can forget that amen but but generally speaking there is leftover there's always and in God's God's way of provision leftovers are what he wants Cause it's abundance. Amen. It's extravagance, but it's not wasteful. Those disciples did not waste anything. If, if, if Jesus were a wasteful provider, he never would have told them to gather up the fragments. And why did he tell them that? Because people have a tendency to waste. How many people before it, before Doggy bags got popular. See, wealthy people have always had them; they created them. The doggy bag was a um, a way to preserve your pride and your dignity when you wanted to take your food home after a meal at a restaurant. And they'll say, "Oh, can I put it in a bag for your pet at home?" Oh, yeah, give me a doggy bag. But they took it for them. You didn't go get no dog, all that stuff. They be hauling out of there. Uh And so that was a way to preserve your pride and your dignity, but also to allow you to have what you paid for. You know, see, it was yours. And so, uh, you know, because people have a tendency to, oh, no, I don't want that, and push it away when really there will be another day when you may be hungry. Or you may be hungry tomorrow and you're doing that nonsense stuff. So... Yep. So that's how the fast food places got so popular. You took all you had and you didn't have to wait for anybody to give you your leftovers. You just took it in a bag. Amen. And it was yours. And so this principle of God's abundance is is there for a reason. Jesus, when he fed those people, there was a, a God reason that they had food left over. And it was for them to feast on, you know, instead of your food being just a good memory, you know, which we have that too. Girl, them, didn't you love them? Them garlic potatoes with that water, 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 water on it. Woo, that was good. And so, but when you're thinking about it, you said, boy, if I could have a little bit of that, a smidgen of that now, you know, that would set me off just right. And so this is, this is the principle, I think, in what he was doing, showing the disciples that this is a miracle. It's going to be memorable and just for you to have a testimony if somebody asks you where that basket come from you'll say oh wow yeah you should have been there you could have, the lord prayed over that food and it multiplied and we fed 5000 families and this is the evidence of it amen so that's your testimony your testimony is what you carry away from the meeting that you've had a good sermon preached to you and you need something left over to feast on that's going to feed you further when you get home. Amen. And so this is the the purpose of that was to show the disciples that they would have a memorable, this thing would live in their memories. People would read about it for generations and generations and realize that when you go home from being fed by the Lord, when you go home from the Lord's table, when you go home from a a teaching or preaching that you take something with you to nibble on after you get home because the major thing is probably going to leave you, but you're going to be able to remember it and feast on it and meditate it out so that you get more feeding once you get away from the, the situation. And so that's the purpose of meditation. The purpose is to allow you to get uh nourishment uh over and over and over again. Amen. There are some some I think um uh cows and uh animals they call rudiments or something like that. Uh their stomachs work like that. They'll get they'll feed at the trough, but they have a pocket uh, in their stomach that will bring that food back up and they continue to chew it and chew it, and break it down, and get it finer, and they have a sustained nourishment over a longer period of time. And so that's a principle of God. He wants us to be sustained in our nourishment over a long period of time. So a good sermon is not just for hallelujah, didn't we praise God, didn't we feel good? We're to take that home and do the word, not just be a hearer, but a doer of the word. And if you don't do the word, you'll deceive yourself because how many religious people do we see prophesying to people? And you know that stuff ain't God. Why would God tell you something crazy like that? You, you understand what I'm saying? But they, they are convinced they've heard from God and they've heard from him for you. We'll say it again. They've heard from God and they've heard from him for you. Who assigned them somebody to hear from God on your behalf? Or anybody else's behalf? That comes with assignment. It doesn't come out of nowhere. And God doesn't send a prophet anywhere and say this is for somebody. You know, if I read it, I know if it's for me or not. You don't it tell me it's for somebody. If it's for me, I got it. If it ain't for me, I'm leaving it there. For the person that is for, I guess, but you don't have to see all of that manipulative witchcraft, forcing it on people, suggesting you got to listen to this is for you. I know it's he didn't say if you think Jeremiah, you think Jeremiah went somewhere and say this is for somebody. He ran in and, sh- and said his word and kept streaking and running on about his business. Amen. You didn't stand there and tell somebody who it was for because you liable to get stoned. Most of those people need to receive the word for themselves and get themselves straightened out. But that's typical of doers that, uh, hearers, but not doers. They don't operate in the word themselves, but yet they feel like they gotta do something and prove that they're, God's anointed them or whatever. Not even anointed. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy stuff. You know, I remember back in the day when when prophets lived by a biblical pattern and standard. You know, when the churches I went to, I didn't go to the front. You know what I'm saying? You hid in the back and hope nobody knew who you were. Because they didn't want to hear from God and they certainly didn't want to hear from him from you. Amen so that taught you some, some protocols, some, okay, God, now if you want me to say something, you better let me know as you telling me to do it and what it's for, you know? And so just go there and, and be polite and, and if God wants you to do something, he'll open it through the leadership. You know, pastors are smart enough to know when God wants to talk through somebody else. And if they don't want to hear it, they don't have to hear it. So you can just kimball back on out. Same way you came in. <laughs> and that's what we, we generally did that. Amen. And we, we lived in caves at that time. If you found a place to have a meeting, you were doing good. Amen. And, and you hid out until God had told you it was time for Him to reveal who you were to the body of Christ. This stuff people are doing now is just nonsense. It's nonsense. Even if some of them are legitimate prophets, they're killing it by the way they're ministering you know, the way they're presenting the word to people, you know. So anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, I know where I was. I was, I was. So we're talking about meditating the word, ingesting the word, how your hearing is related to your health. And it's good to hear the word over and over. You can't hear too much word. Meditate on it. Give it your full attention, undivided attention. Give yourself a quiet time to just have you and, and whatever you're listening to, uh, you know, some good old healing tapes and, and faith tapes and stuff like that and teachings and, and ministry teachings, definitely. You know, people run off trying to find something to add to and you ain't got what the main course is. Just see, there I go again. Now, where'd that come? Poppy, come in here and help me. <laughs> I need an overseer i need a i need a dad <laughs> praise god <laughs> anytime but um it's true come on y'all know y'all know what's up <laughs> but the bible also says to be careful how you hear Hear with your spirit if it doesn't register in your spirit it's not something god wants for you to have amen So it's all about keeping your spirit man open to what God has for you, receiving in that through your ear and let your soul begin to let it wash your mind. Let it rinse out all of that debris from working all week long and listening to crazy people and you know, all the people that don't believe in this and don't believe in that. You know, the word has to take care of that to keep us healthy. Because we're building a foundation of knowledge in the Word and a foundation of power in the Word. Power always follows knowledge and understanding. Amen? And so in, in not necessarily memorization, even though it's good to memorize the Word, but the Spirit helps you to put it together the right way so that it makes sense to you. And so you have to have the intervention of the Holy Spirit in order to get the full essence of the Word. And so it, when you, when we know from Proverbs 420 that, that that Word is medicine to our flesh. It will go from your hearing, to your brain, to your soul, to your spirit, and then it'll penetrate out to your flesh. Amen. So healing from God is a spiritual occurrence. Amen. Uh, your spirit has to be involved in it any healing we get other than that is strictly man made you know i mean you you might get some relief i don't know how much healing you can really get you know from medicines or or advice sometimes people that that aren't real motivated or emotionally you know uh, uh not as healthy as they need to be can grow some from from just good counsel you know, good advice, some, some things to do. We all do that and we all benefit from that, but only take you so far. Amen. When your physical man is totally compromised, you need healing from the word of God. God says come to him and come to his word. His word is life and it's health. Amen. And it, it can, in and it does surgery on the body. Amen. The Bible says that it cuts away the soul from the spirit. You know, if, if your, if your soulish man is so enlarged in lies and deception, that word will come in there and cut your soul away so your spirit can get free to receive the word of God. It totally does surgery on you. That's why we're all different now than we were when we first started with God. Because we've had that, that children's bread every day, that surgery, that healing. That comes through, just through meditating on the word. And you can't tell God what you need. He knows, he's the great physician. You might know a little bit about what you need. Amen. But he knows it all. So he's preparing a table for you that has exactly what you need today. That's why it's ill advised to try and tell somebody how to live. Cause you don't know what God's prepared a table for them. Amen. It's just true. Now, uh, outside of, of God telling you how to respond to somebody or what to say to them, now we all do that. You know, there's an anointing to preach the gospel, preach good news. Somebody says they don't feel good, we can all offer to pray for them. Can I pray for you? God wants you well. Can I pray for you? And, and that kind of thing. And so, so that kind of stuff, it's, it, that's just part of our assignment in the gospel. But I'm talking about things you observe in people and you don't think they right. And you think they ought to straighten up here and fix this, fix that, fix that. That ain't your business. Not your business. Amen. God already has them on a program. If he tells you to pray for them, pray for them. Bless them. Ask God to show them his goodness. That'll lead them to repentance. You know, it doesn't matter who they are. Amen. And, and God just knows what he's doing in people's lives. So, so, and we can assist him in that, but we can't take over. Amen. We can't do his job. So, praise God. So, everybody got a good spanking? Before we got, everybody online got a good spanking? For you? <laughs> praise God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, God is good. Amen. If you love him, you'll obey him. Do what he says to do. So we were talking about the process of wenting, and I was able to share something, uh, teaching from Lillian Yeomans where she used that principle, uh, you know, in her life and she was, she was all, all set to dip into her government benefits and God said, oh no, you don't. He <laughs> said, you don't need uncle. Well, whoever it is in Canada, uncle, what was it uncle Justin, <laughs> uncle Trudeau, whoever, whoever was was uh, premier Canada at the time, but you know she didn't need him. She just needed a great physician. Amen. You know sometimes we can go backwards in our faith. Just your your mind telling you the easy way or the way you have planned out. Think the cost that it would cost her had she not pressed in there and used her faith for to get herself healed. See what I'm saying? See, there's a place where. Going to physicians is wrong for you. Now we don't preach that. Because we're scared of scaring people. But sometimes we need to be scared. (laughs) We do. Because when he's all you got. He's all you need. Amen. He was all you needed all the time. Amen. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So, so you know you have a healing covenant with God. If the doctors can't help you, God's got to help you. Amen. He's obligated to help you. He's obligated to help you all the time. So, okay. So, anyway, um, we're we're going to talk some more about wenting and how the wenting process actually goes. When we 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 said though with the lepers yesterday. That was in Luke seventeen. I'm not going to read it again, but you can go back to that teaching and and go over it again. But when when you are wenting, you have to go with instructions from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Instructions from God. Now many times we'll we know your spirit knows what it needs. And, and many times you'll you'll get that and you'll start to get into the word and start to meditate on the word well if you are taking uh, the medicine of the word and that's your you feel that's what God's given you for your wenting instructions then you got to take it like medicine and most people take medicine every day. Several times a day, I'm gonna stop right there. See, this is what what grabs us after I would say maybe a week of not feeding ourselves the Word three times a day, like we would a pill. And then we say, oh God, what's taking so long? What did I do wrong? And you never listen. You never stop long enough for him to tell you (laughs) because you don't want to know because you already know. You ain't been doing your word. I know the times that I have shut everything down and just heard that word twenty-four-seven. If there was something wrong in my body, it left in a matter of days. But many times we want to drag it out. Skip a little bit there. Skip a little bit here. Then all of a sudden it hits us that we aren't any better. And we get upset and we want to go to God and ask him why. But if you are really winting, you are following the prescription. See, you got to follow the prescription. Get on that word every day. Several times a day. Amen. Well, see, I only take my pills once. Well, take them. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'll spread it out three times. My, my prescription is once. Well, this is good for you three times a day. So do it three times a day. Derek Prince found that out. He had a, I think it was Derek Prince. He had an incurable fungus infection. He was over in Africa somewhere and he, he was was it was really bothering him. He got in a car and drove somewhere with several other people in that vehicle. And there was a woman in there that shared with him Proverbs four twenty to twenty two about God's healing power in his word if you take it as medicine. And he said, I'd never noticed that in the scriptures before. And so he went when when he went home, he talked to God about it. He said, God if that's true, he said, I can I can read a healing scripture to myself three to four times a day the way I would to take a pill if they had a pill to give me. That would be how often I would take it and your word will heal me. And in a week's time, that stuff was gone. Amen? Just from him following the instructions in the word. And it's like this. Everything will work if you follow the instructions. Amen? It's like when when everybody's always talking about diets I mean that's you know the old sayings you never you can never be too rich or too thin so everybody wants to know about you know something something along those lines and and so you'll see people asking they'll you, somebody will come on there well I just lost you know 25 pounds or I lost 40 pounds some people lose a whole lot oh what did you do why are you asking if you ain't gonna do it See everybody who's asking is looking for something they don't have to do that's gonna work anyway. Huh? Can I visit my Mickey D three times a day? No you can't. Huh? I remember when we had the dance ministry and the girls, you know, when girls get older, they they, you know, their hormones change and they start put on a little weight, you know, teenage weight. Puberty, pubescent weight, whatever you want to call it. And so the girls had kind of started to, to put on a little bit. And and so I told them, I said, well, you got to look good for your, the dance is coming up soon. I want you to, 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 to make it simple. Anything that's white, don't eat it. Take everything white out of your diet. Amen. And who was it? Somebody, I think it was little Diane was eating chocolate was eating chocolate or chocolate milk or what did she do because she was cheating like nothing yeah fried chicken is brown you know i mean she would find a way i remember that we we would do our own lunch sometimes at some of the empowerment meetings we had place to prepare our own lunches or something and and i had found a recipe i thought would be fun for a, a uh, it was that, uh, apple, apple salad with the Snicker bars on top. Well, she got her plate and skimmed all the Snicker bars off the top and left, she left y'all the apples. Amen. Yep. <laughs> she is always into it. She would find a way to get her meats and her sweets. But, uh, right, right. But like anything you want to work, you gotta follow instructions. You have to commit yourself to it and follow the the principles. Amen. Um years ago my late husband uh was was very much overweight. He went to Weight Watchers and uh he told me he said, Yeah, they do them weigh ins, you know, I was back in the day you had to go and they weigh you in like a bunch of criminals like I mean they kept close tabs on the that was like the Nazi weight loss thing, you know. And uh they weigh you in and everywhere and so he said, I decided he said I was losing weight so fast I decided I was gonna cheat. He said, So every Saturday he got up and went to Burger King. He said, I had a whopper, a fries, and a shake. He said I still lost more weight than everybody else. <laughs> so he said Weight Watchers were not killing him. He was gonna, he was gonna have him a good time. But I mean, basically, and then they, some of these diet places started incorporating cheat days in there. Cause they knew people were doing it anyway. So, whatever. <laughs> they working on it. They still working on it. But anyway. But, uh, you have to follow the instructions. Amen. You've got to follow the instructions. And the instructions for the the um, nobody blowing up my truck out there, are they? Okay, good. The oh, that's the uh, dumpster. Okay, right. <laughs> but the um, the instructions are to give the word, attend to the word, and what that means to people is different to everybody. To some people, attention is is you know. Part way, listening to the word part way talking to somebody on the phone or part way this or part way that, but when that really that word means to give it undivided attention it's like something very important you got to attend to this and and keep a close watch on it so that it will work well for you, amen, there are some things you just have to 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 really really pay total attention to my mother taught me that when I was a girl I would you know I would she my assignment was to cook I don't know how I got the assignment but anyway and then all my sisters would be sitting with her watching tv in the living room and I thought well I want to be in there too and so she told me you can't cook in here and I'm thinking well why I gotta cook period but I just went on in there after a while I just realized that's your job so I made that my sanctuary so if anybody came in, I said, what you doing in here? This is my spot. This is my spot. And so, and I'm kind of like that now. I'm, I'm much better now, but, you know, but I need to focus on what I'm doing, see? Because if I mess the food up, then I got 40, 50 people looking at me funny. You understand what I'm saying? No mercy. And I know that. So that's why I pay attention. Mr. Bob, I don't know what's wrong with this, this, stuff. She done lost, her. she done lost her touch. I know. It ain't like it used to be. She done, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> she don't got it no more. Whatever. But, uh, anywho. But, but because you, you have to train yourself to do things a certain way, you can't lose your focus. And I think that's true about what you want from God. You can't just scatter your focus and, and you know, uh, you know, a lot of times some of this, I don't know why I'm taking so long on this stuff. But a lot of times this stuff we do of of uh, surfing on the Internet, you know, listening to 10 minutes because it looks this teaching looks interesting or this person looks interesting. We might listen to 10 minutes of it or so or something like that. Well, that's time you could have invested in somebody that, you know, feeds your spirit. You understand? And really been getting something. And so a lot of times we, we scatter our focus. We scatter our attention. And when you could have been zeroing in on exactly what you want and what you need. And so these lepers, when they went to Jesus, they said um, have mercy, Master. Have mercy on us. Everybody was asking Jesus for mercy because it works. Amen. They weren't coming to him like he He owed them anything, they were asking for favor. Mercy is always a result of favor. Somebody just decides they want to help you. And so when he saw them, he told them to go show themselves to the priest. Amen. And that was their wenting instructions. Go show yourself to the priest. And it says, as they went, they were healed. And this is something that you have to understand about faith. The minute you take the first step in obeying the instructions, your healing starts to kick in. Amen? But you need to follow the total instruction to get the whole thing. You got me? Just because, and this is where we short out sometimes, we, we start feeling better, we see ourselves getting a little better, and we quit following the instructions. Amen? And we already said the instructions are not going to sound right to your carnal man. They're going to sound like they, they're not going to work. They're going to sound like that, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. They're going to sound goofy to that person that's doing the listening. And many people refuse to obey the instructions of God. Now, I've sent healing tapes to, to tons of people over the years. More, more recently, we start to get more reports about people who have actually listened to the word. Because like now, it's caught on. It's the thing to do. 20 or 30 years ago, a lot of Christians didn't even believe the word had healing power. I mean, they never seen that scripture before. They, they never thought that just listening would heal them. Many people think that's foolish now. The foolishness of preaching. And that's a listening, a speaking and listening interaction is what brings people to salvation. And many people don't even believe that. Amen? If we believed it like we say we do, we'd do it more often. It's just true. You know that sharing your testimony would would really save some of them them heathens in your family. You share it more often. You know you find God. Show me a creative way to share what you've done to me with these people. But mostly we're trying to stay away from them because they're so mean to us. And the devil makes them mean because he wants to take them to hell. But see, we got to be determined enough to not let that happen. We got to stand. We got to stand away from that, Amen. <laughs> you know, some people are are more gifted than others to work that way. You know, they, you know, uh, uh, evangelists. You know, people like Miss Jan, they they just uh, they, they just go through it like it's nothing. You know, just go tell somebody, go do what God says, do go home and sleep good, and don't worry about the next time. You understand what I'm saying? Don't worry about people looked at them funny or they may not want to hear this or whatever, whatever. Just know God's with you and keep going. We don't all have that. Amen. We're, we're working on it. And so we can be inspired by people like that and encouraged by them because we know it's possible. Amen. <laughs> so that's a good part about it. Amen. That's a good part about it. Amen. So Jesus instructions to the lepers in verse 14, uh, Luke 17, 14, go show yourselves to the priest so jesus considers us healed already see this is he always has even before calvary he could give them a word and heal them why because he'd already committed to pay the price with god a commitment is a a done deal cuz his word is sealed with an oath and a promise he forfeits something if he don't keep it amen he forfeits himself if he doesn't keep it so the stakes are very high for him to keep what he tells us he's going to do amen and so that's that's our guarantee the blood is our guarantee and payment amen in the old covenant the animal's blood was a token in 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 the new testament it's paid for the blood is payment amen and so we we have that payment already so we are healed according to Jesus, all the time, that ever since from eternity were healed. And it says, and it came to pass, that as they went, you got to went in order to get what God has for you. Wenting is following instruction. It's not just going somewhere. And it's not just hanging around, and it's not just doing, you know, while I, it's, it's not like this, I didn't get it at the altar, so now I'm wenting. That's not what that is. And it's not like I can just go and do what I've always been doing and expect God to heal me. you got to get some instruction with, from God and make some changes, putting the Word in more, increasing your faith more, strengthening yourself more. There's got to be some effort toward, a corresponding action toward what you're believing God for in order for that to happen. Amen. Even believing Mark 11.23, believe you received it when you prayed. Well, that's good, but but you've got to continue to expect it now. How do you expect it now? By feeding yourself the word. Because if you go away and don't feed yourself any more words, you're not expecting anything. You're just going about the way you've been going about. And you think God's going to catch up with you and, and just drop healing in your lap. You've got to open the door to it. You've got to keep expecting it. You've got to do a corresponding action, maybe in a different realm in your life, to keep your faith alive. And see, people don't really understand that aspect of faith, but you've got to live by faith in everything you do. You know, a lot of times we're living in the natural and, and don't realize where we slipped off of letting God's word pave the way for us. Because we've gotten in the door now. See, Once God blesses you with something, you get in the door. You can either work it in the spirit or work it in the flesh. Work it in the spirit. You'll get the most out of it. You'll get the most out of it. It's not to say you won't be able to keep your job if you don't go in there and asking God to to bless you and prepare the way for you. Every time you go in, expecting him to open doors, expecting him to help you think. With all them heathens breathing over you all day long. Huh? You need to walk by faith more after that. You know, getting the door open only takes a certain level. Staying in there and getting everything you need takes another level of faith. And see, people go in there and try to go on their own strength or, you know, it's funny, God'll open the door and and we'll walk in and and push the door so wide we slam his nose against it, and he's trying to get in there with us, huh making your big debut, huh right singing isn't she lovely? Amen? You don't have to cue Stevie Wonder for that cause y'all know what I mean. You go in there with that attitude and people know how smart you are and how wonderful your brain is. How how neat your desk is and got all your little slogans sitting up there. Come on, y'all. And the devil is continually plotting to take it away from you. (laughs) One day you look up and you get called into the boss's office. Everybody's been complaining about you. Huh? That's when you find, Oh, Lord! Where you at, Jesus? Help me, Jesus. You see what they doing to me, Jesus? <laughs> you need to let him walk in there with you every day. Amen. You do that, they'll stay off of you. Huh? Because <laughs> he's so obvious when he's there with you. So he's the one that shines through. Absolutely. So, wenting is really obeying the instructions from the Word of God, or from what the Holy Spirit would speak to your heart, or what the Holy Spirit would give you peace about when you set about doing it. Obeying the Word and obeying the Spirit. That's wenting. Amen. So, you can't, like, say you're wenting and never make any changes. You know, sickness is attacking itself, attaching itself to your body. So you got to make some changes to drive it out. Amen? So that's the change. And and if we'll stay diligent about it, that change will happen. I remember some of the words of knowledge that um, God has given me to give to people over the years. They still work. You know, it's, it's not like a word of knowledge just for one person. Because it's God's knowledge and it's there for everybody. I remember a lady, God was healing her. Um, uh, um, this was many years ago. Uh, she had cancer of the uterus and was bleeding. And the Lord told me to give her that scripture about the woman with the issue of blood and have her read it three times a day. And so um, somebody had asked me to go and minister to her. So she wasn't in our meetings uh, I think she was in like a denominational church or something like that. And um I went by like a month later and and we were talking and, and I asked her, I said, well, I said, what about the bleeding that you had? Oh, yeah, that stopped. See, if it stops, that means God's the word's working. So it's like stay in the word and keep the word going. You understand what I'm saying? And there are so many people that, that I know that have over the years that we've given them that, you know, that, read the one with the issue of blood. You know, your bleeding may be different, but that scripture stops bleeding, gives you faith to stop bleeding. The one where, where, uh, uh, it's an Old Testament scripture. When I passed by and saw you polluted in your blood, I said live. When you're bleeding, you declare life. I'm living. I can, I declare I'm living. Over that thing and you will live. Amen. People say, uh, I'm having trouble breathing. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Now I've given that to Saul. I said, if you want breath, praise him. Everything that has breath praises him. If you want more breath, praise him more. See? And it works. The word works. But you gotta know how to work it. Gotta know how to work it. Amen. And these things the Holy Spirit will drop on you or have a servant to come and, and tell you how to apply the word to your situation. Amen. I always tell people, I say, if you want money, get busy doing something with your hands. Amen. Just like the FBI say, show me your hands. That's what Jesus wants you show you show him your faith with the operation of what you do with your hands, Amen. Well, I'm not selling anything. Do it anyway. You go. The money will come if it won't come through that. Maybe right now because of your bad confession. You get your mouth off of that. That'll start to prosper. Amen. <laughs> People years ago. We we got beat up about tithing so much, you know. <laughs> you better tithe. You, you can't afford not to. You're cursed if you you know all that stuff. Instead of encouraging people to build their faith in their giving, you know, that works too. We have a new covenant. We don't he we're redeemed from the curse. I read my Bible correctly, so you can't curse me. 'Cause I won't give you my money. But I remember people would just complain, it doesn't work. That's not working, it's not working. You know. Well, you're not applying any faith to it. Mainly because they're not teaching you faith. They're teaching you Old Testament. The law. And see, that blocks faith off of your hearing. You know, if there was a little bit of faith offered on that. See, if I were going to demand Christians do something, I would demand they start living holy. That will take care of everything. Or demand you get in your word more so that you can build yourself up and have confidence in God. You understand what I'm saying? You can't demand any of that. I would love to. Some people you see drop out because they, they think they can't stop fornicating and running in church and feeling bad. You understand? If you could demand anything, demand that they quit that. But nothing's gonna happen by demand. It all happens by faith. That's why they took the demand off the pulpit and start having people teach faith, you know, and really let people learn how to use their faith so that they can prosper in all areas of their lives. And including healing. Amen. And, and so if, if we can't allow people to develop their faith and your faith is developed more by doing than it is by just sitting doing nothing. It's like, what can you do? Is there something you can do that corresponds to what, what it is that you, you want from God? So you do what you can do. That corresponds to what it is that you're seeking from God. Well, I can, I can speak the word over my body. I can speak life to my body. Well, every time you think about the fact that you're sick, say, nope, I'm healed. I speak life to my body in Jesus name and have some corresponding action that releases your faith into the situation because that faith is going to bring back your reward. It's going to bring, it's going to bear fruit for you. There's no two ways about it. So go show yourselves to the priest. We said that Jesus, because his priesthood was not Levitical. He was of the tribe of Judah. Amen. It came from a different place. He has an eternal priesthood. So he could override. He gave the orders for the Levitical priesthood. So his priesthood is higher. So he was able to override what would have been the Jewish law. We said that you had to see your symptoms leaving and then go to the priest before he would declare you healed, according to the the Levitical uh, standards. Well, Melchizedek standards are believe God and righteousness comes in. So when they started moving, their righteousness showed up. And against righteousness, there is no law. So righteousness is an open door of access to every blessing you need. Amen. There's nothing they can levy against you when you're in righteousness. And that righteousness is by faith. Amen. So you can be blessed on less than 10%. Many people are. And many people are working on their faith because me, myself, I love having the windows of heaven open to me. But if you're not doing it by faith, you're not gonna get the result of it. That's why it doesn't work for people. You cannot negate laws of faith, folks. It's, you can't, and you can't work faith on some things and do the law on some other things. You're under the law. You're not under faith at all. And so, see, people don't like this kind of preaching. You know what I'm saying? Because 99% of ministers would shut me off and say, she don't know what she's talking about. She's teaching them people wrong understand. How dare she tell people they don't have to give what I, I say they have to give. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who are you to tell people give them freedom over their finances? You know, it's up to you to determine what you are. And see, many people have, have vowed to God to tithe. And you don't want people to break their vow. You know, You don't go backwards in your faith. So those people who know what they've allowed God to demand of them will do it because they have faith to do it. This is not giving anybody a free ride. If you don't tithe, you won't get the windows of heaven open. You get something, but you won't get cut off. God don't cut his kids off. I don't know what you do with yours, but he don't cut his kids off. We're blood bought. That's higher than your little money you talking about. So anyway, you got to go show. And then after you're healed, you continue to go show. Amen? Go show yourselves to people that need to hear your testimony. That's one way to stay healed. Amen? A testimony will always bring healing to you. Why? Because the spirit of prophecy is there. And it will repeat itself. It'll continue to happen for you if you continue to speak it out by the unction of the Spirit. Amen? And so, go and show is very important. for those of you who think I don't tithe, I give more than that, okay? I left there a long time ago. When I realized freely receive, freely give, I thought, wow, that's what I want. See? Amen. Praise God. Go show. So, it's a higher priesthood than the Levitical we said. Amen. Melchizedek set up the order for the a, Levi was in Abraham when he tithed to Melchizedek, so he has a higher honor. The Levites paid tithes to Melchizedek, Amen. So they paid honor and homage to him, and so it's a higher priesthood. So, so when Jesus spoke, he always spoke from that higher priesthood. That's why he could go in the synagogue and preach. You can't. You can't go in somebody else's church and take over their pulpit, but he could. Amen. And higher priesthood. He told them what to do. So go show. Those are the highest orders you can get for your healing. Amen. Wenting, that's the highest really your the word goes with you when you go. Amen. And as you obey the word, you walk out your healing. And the Bible says, "And it came to pass that as they went." Now, probably some people would think about it. Well, how can I go? I'm oozing sores. I'm. You gotta. If if I gotta go, if I'm going to priest now, I gotta be clean. They gotta start drying up. And blah, 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 blah. but the word that he gave them, they all received. And see, there's, there's a help there, I believe, in the corporate thing. Cause if one gets the guts to do it, the other ones probably follow through too. And they might have been the, the ten outcasts of the city and probably hung around a lot. That, you know, they probably did everything together. Amen. One of them, the Samaritan, stopped to turn around. Uh, he said, go show. You're disobeying if you stop and turn around. Huh? Just a thought. But there was something in him that grabbed him to the degree that he knew it was okay. Amen. And he knew it was appropriate. And he gave God thanks. And this man was a Samaritan and a loud voice. He glorified God. Jesus said, "Were not the ten cleansed? Where the nine? Everybody should have showed up to glorify God." He says, "There is only one found to give God glory, but this stranger." And he said to him, "Arise, go your way. Your faith made you whole. See, your faith made. See, the faith was work. Once the faith starts working, it continues to work." Amen. So he saw he was cleansed, priest or no priest, your faith worked to do that for you. Amen. And so he was able to see that God was healing him and that he was indeed healed. Jesus said your faith made you whole, which means you're not under the law anymore. You're under the law of faith and that you're under a higher law now. And that will continue to work in you and make you whole. And so the other ones had to go back to obeying the the Jewish law. You got me, which was fine, till Calvary, till they received Christ. Amen. And so, um, so okay, so that one is so understand what wenting really is. You go under the instruction of God and you obey Him every day. In your word every day. Listening to your healing. If you have a favorite healing tape that feeds you and enlarge your spirit every day. But get in your Bible too. Because you need to to keep understanding what God wants you to do day by day just to live. And, and there are things that come up other than your healing. You know what I'm saying? Don't make it a project and a problem. Make it a done deal. You know, feed yourself enough word to know that you have peace within you. That your healing is... You, that's settled, and then you know, go about your normal routine. So so anyway. So um, um why don't we turn to Second Kings five because you'll see is another leper. And so I guess we'll we're taking care of the rebellious. We said leprosy was a sin of rebellion. Amen. And uh because that's how you got outside the camp of God. You rebelled against his law. And so once people started to obey the laws of God, their leprosy could often subside it's with people backsliders. People don't want to do uh, what God commands them to do and think it's going to be okay anyway. Well, you know how that goes. A, a little here, a little there, and a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, whatever, you know. Take a day off. Then it's a week. Then it's a month. Then it's everything. <laughs> Amen. So here's Naaman. Um, the uh, lepers were considered to be unclean. However, there was a way that they could live somewhat close to people, and you know, depending upon your means. Naaman, it says, was a very successful man. Uh, uh in verse 1 it says now naaman captain of the host of the king of syria was a great man with his master honorable because by him the lord had given deliverance unto syria but he was also and he was also a mighty man in valor but he was a leper and the syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. She didn't say, Go visit the prophet to see if he could, or maybe he would. What did she say? If he was there, he'd get it. See, this is a faith statement. This is how you talk by faith. When you ask a person, can I pray for you because God wants you well, that's a faith statement. Amen? So you're allowing them to hear something that is definitive, that is not if it be thy will, like maybe they hear all the time. This is something, and they will listen to you. They said, "Remember, the, they said Jesus taught as one with authority, and not like the scribes." See, if, if, and there's no you don't have to have a word for them or prophecy. Just pray for people. You understand what I'm saying? let the anointing work. But God wants them well. It's true. He wants everybody well. Amen? And so you include them in that number. And this is all she did. She said if he could get to that prophet, he would recover him from his leprosy. And she wasn't bragging. She wasn't trying to get favor. But she was speaking by unction of the Spirit. You know why? Because everybody start talking about it. See? When you get it on the buzz, that means God's involved. Amen? Nobody's refusing it. You know, if you're just making stuff up, people say, I don't believe that. What's she talking about? Eh, that don't sound right. Amen. But when it's by unction, the you know it catches on. The buzz. It gets the buzz. That's how Jesus' ministry got so famous. It said they noised abroad. Everybody's talking about it. He was the talk of every place that he went. And so and and it says and one went in, <laughs> in other words, one of the, the servants that this gossip all the time. That one gossiper had some good gossip for a change. Amen. Now see, she's talking to, to the mistress. She not talking to nobody else. How'd he get around so fast? Eavesdropping, servants, somebody got their ear at the door. What's she in there talking? Uh, you know what she just said? Huh? Now for the servants to pass on a good report speaks well of Naaman and his wife. Because they must have loved, these servants must have loved them to even care that this man could get better. Amen. And so that's a plus. See, that kind of seed, when you sow that kind of seed to people, it's going to come back some kind of way. This girl was a slave. Yet she wanted to help him as well. And so and it wasn't the fact that she belonged to God that's part of it. But the other part is that there must have been, this must have been a household where people delighted to be working, you know, where they, they were treated well. And back in the day, everybody wasn't trying to escape as a slave. You know what I'm saying? There are a lot of people who have been slaves in this country and weren't trying to escape. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people, you just, sometimes you just have to settle in and wait for your deliverance. It's a smart thing to do sometimes. Amen. Amen. Cause it's hard to, that, that kind of a, a a mission is hard to do. And there were people who were appointed to get slaves free. Don't get me wrong. They're appointed by God to do that. But if that's not where your appointment is, then try to settle in and, and be peaceful until, until it's time to move. And he says, one of them told his Lord saying, thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel, and the king of Syria said, Go to, and I will send this, this letter to the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, ten changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter has come to you, behold, I have here sent Naaman my servant to you, that you can pray for him and recover him of his leprosy. Amen. So the news gets to the wrong person. See. Kings talk to kings. They don't necessarily talk to prophets. They don't really know how to get a hold of them sometimes or know that they exist. So you have the king of Syria who's a foreigner. He doesn't know anything about the God system and all that. So he goes to somebody on his level. He tells the king that he's supposed to pray for him. See. And the king flips out because he knows he ain't anointed to do nothing. He just barely hanging on himself. You understand what I'm saying? So now he's in sackcloth and ashes, crying and carrying on, and so forth. He thinks he's being set up. They gonna get me trying to pray for this man. They know I ain't anointed. And when he don't get healed, then they go kill me. You see what I'm saying? So this is this is a problem with with sharing news that shouldn't be shared with people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wrong person get the message. Right message, wrong person. Amen. It's like many people want to go where they think they're supposed to be able to go to get healed and there's no anointing there to heal them. You got me? That's why God has people designated and he allows them to get a reputation for certain things. So people will know where to come when they need that. Amen. And so it was. uh, He he says. And it came to pass when the king of Israel read the letter. Put his. Tore his clothes. Am I God to kill and make alive (laughs) That He don't know nothing about nothing. You know. And so wherefore consider I pray you. See how he seeks a quarrel against me. trying to set me up. And it was so. When Elisha the man of God heard that the king. Was in pieces. He sent to the king saying, he said, why are you doing this? Let him come now to me. And he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Amen. You need to know where to come for what you need. Mainly because some more, so many people are assuming titles that don't have the goods. That aren't called to stand in that office. So you gotta somehow get on a real pipeline that will tell you where to come for what you need. Amen? And so he, he tells him that, you know, let, let me take care of it. And so Naaman came with his horses, his chariot stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall come to you again and you shall be clean. And Naaman was angry. See, this is, this is why I, I was explaining at the beginning, instruction that comes from God oftentimes sounds like it's not going to work. And people get angry and they throw a fit and they won't obey. So there are many people sitting with words of instruction that have been spoken to them that they're still mad about somebody told them to do that. Cause they're, cause your carnal mind is the enemy of God. And, and in order for you to get what you need and God be in it, it's gotta come through your spirit. See, if you could do it yourself, you'd have done it a long time ago. Some people are lingering with things plaguing them for years, decades, and can't get over it because they won't seek the instruction of God for how to overcome. They think they can't do certain things. They think they'll never be free of, of certain bad habits or certain this or certain that. Why? Because they, they might hear the instruction of God or, or, or think that God is telling them to do one thing or another, and it don't sound right. I don't see how that gonna work. Now that see, that ain't gonna work. And that's where Naaman was. That's where most people are. With the instruction of God. Give and you'll get more. Look how long it takes us to, for that to dawn on us. Do you know what? That might work. I'm not getting anywhere the way I am now. That just might work. Amen. And so, he tells him in verse 11, underline that and highlight it. Because you got to know that that's the way your carnal mind is going to respond to solid instruction of God. It's going to respond that way to the words of the prophet. Amen. Uh, You know, this is a school of the prophets. It's it's not a certificate or y'all sign up. You know, you just obey instruction pretty much, you know. And people will say things and I'll tell them, well, tell so-and-so to do such-and-such and I can... Hear the hesitation. Cause they're trying to process it and see if it sounds right to them. I said, just tell them do what I tell you to do. And people have gotten, got, gotten used to it now. But many don't. They just won't do it. Amen. Simple things like, you're in a marriage, you gotta forgive your husband or forgive your wife. But see, you don't know, ooh, okay. And I don't need to know. But you need to do that if you want a marriage. Some people don't want one. Do you understand what I'm saying? The minute it quits going their way, they don't want it. And then they false prophesy. See, I knew this was going to happen. How'd you know that? Who told you that? Like God asked Adam, who told you? See, if you can't decide who told you and whether that's a valid message, or valid for you to obey, you can't get straightened out. Amen. That's why you know people. A lot of people don't do marital counseling. They 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 figured a long time. If y'all obey the words, you'd be fine. So you don't need counseling. You need obedience. Amen. That's something everybody. I I don't care if it's your marriage or not. You got to learn to forgive people. You know. God is looking. He's he's hoping your marriage will be valuable enough for you. To start to forgive each other. But so for so many people. It's a very little value. Oh well. Anyway. I thought I'd run that by you while you're in the mood. You ain't in the mood no more so. So this is Naaman's problem. He's hard-headed, he's rebellious, and he's prideful. You see all of that in what he's got here. Did you think for a minute the instruction of God may come to you to obey, to break your hard-headedness, your rebellion, and your pride? Mm. (laughs) It comes to break. Your hard-headedness, your hard-heartedness, your rebellion, and your pride is the instruction of God. And he'll honor it if you'll humble yourself and do it. You got me? So that's why it doesn't sound right to your carnal mind, because that's a seed of pride. Your carnal mind wants God to tell you to do something you think you're supposed to do. To get what you want. And if you, what your thoughts were working, you wouldn't be in a predicament you're in. Amen? So your stuff ain't working. Humble yourself and do what God tells you to do. So Naaman says this. He went away. He rejected his healing. He says, I thought... Oh, problem. See, you already made up in your mind how it's going to go. So it's acceptable to your pride, your rebellion, your stubbornness, your hard-heartedness, all of the above. Nobody's an exception. I thought he'd come out and Stand and call on the name of the Lord. Strike his hand. (laughs) He ain't touching you. He'll let you know he's smarter than that. you too contagious. Are you crazy? He said, we got rivers in Damascus better than this water down here. Shows you what he thinks of God. God's people. God's methods. It shows you everything about him. And our refusing to follow the instruction of God shows us what we know about ourselves or don't know about ourselves. All your hidden lurking demons will, will manifest. You get, you get a, a word from a prophet that you got to obey and you know you need to do that to get better. It's going to break you. Huh? See, prophets are easing easing you out of your own mindset when they tell you to, to repeat things they tell you to say. You see the prophet servant, they give them a message, they say, Go tell so and so, such and such, don't stop, don't talk that that's an easy, see that's that's soft that's soft peddling, the instruction. That's easing, that's helping them get used to the word of the Lord and what God would give them to to say to somebody. And they do it repeatedly and often enough and they start letting that word sink in and then they start to carry the word of the Lord. You can't carry the word of the Lord until you can repeat it faithfully if a a senior prophet gives it to you. This is how prophets are trained. Like, go tell so-and-so I said such-and-such. That's how your mama trained you to be polite. That's how she trained you to do what she told you to do. That is a common principle of training people's minds and their mar- mouths to carry out instruction. Amen. So he turned and went away in a rage. He was, uh, I go washing my own rivers. I do my own self." I mean, he didn't come and talk to me. He just sent a servant to talk to me. Are you kidding me? Verse 13, this is mercy. See, mercy always follows the word of the Lord. Write that down because a lot of people think once you reject God's word, see, these people you pray for, people you've witnessed to, that word, even though they refuse to receive Christ when you, we, when you prayed for them and witnessed to them, that word follows them. Mercy always follows the word of the Lord. It follows the obedience of God. That word is haunting them and talking to them even now. And you think they were so mad they didn't even hear you. They heard what you said. That's why they got mad. And his servants came to him and spoke to him and entreated and, and him. He said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? In other words, we know you high and mighty. We know you more capable. And you, you would have done it a great thing. But he, they said to him, but think about this. It says, how much rather than when he said wash and be clean? That makes sense. Amen. So some little servant had mercy on him and broke the word down for him. And God brought that word back again in a way he could receive it. Amen. And he received it. Because he figured I'd come all this way. I'm going to look stupid going back the same way I came. What do I have to lose? And this is where sometimes this is all we have to offer God to obey him is what do I have to lose? And he receives it. God's got more sense than us any day of the week. You understand what I'm saying? You have nothing to lose by obeying simple instructions. It said he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. You got to follow the instruction of God and his flesh came again likened to the flesh of a little child and he was clean. Amen. All God wants you to do is obey, but you got to humble yourself in order to obey God. You see how wanting to know, wanting it your way and thinking that's not going to work because you know, oh, you know, Pastor Barr, she'd tell you anything. No, I'll hopefully, and and you need to hear anything. Sometimes just shaking you up so you don't get it the way you expect it all the time will work for some people. You know, it's, people know too much too well and have too little show for all their great knowledge. Amen. So you got to submit to God's authority. It's total authority. You put yourself under the authority of another one. When you submit, Amen. So you have to you have to get with the people that know how to help you and can can give you the right word. And so when when Naaman went, his attitude was bad. It didn't say he repented. It didn't say what he did. He changed his mind. He went obedient. But God will receive simple obedience. Your mind don't have to agree with it for your heads to operate. And expect God to to restore or to heal or to do whatever. Many times your mind is fighting you tooth and nail. But your spirit is engaged. Your spirit is guiding your hands and guiding your mouth and guiding your confession. And your mind may be saying, Now that I don't know how this gonna work, but this ain't right, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Huh? Say it. Your spirit's engaged. Just trust God that He's moving you. And now he'll do it. But but these winting principles we've got to keep, folks, has to be the instruction of God to you, either from his word, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. God has to speak to you and you have to follow it to the letter until God releases you from it. Amen. He's the only one who can release you from the obedience to his word. And he wouldn't tell you if he wanted you to be released. Amen. So when you get what you have, amen, even people like Dodie Osteen, she says she still reads her same scriptures that healed her. She's been healed over 40 years now. Every single day, just like she did when she was sick, she reads them like she does want now. Why? Because they're going to keep her healed. And she knows that. So there, there are things we need to do, folks, that are going to keep us where we need to be. Amen. Why do we stop? Father, we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you for everything you do for us, Lord, blessing us, keeping us, and helping us. We understand, Father, that when we're healed as we go, as we went, that we've got to be under your instruction and be obedient to that. We just can't go and do the same old stuff and expect your results. So we we got that, Father. We got it. And we understand it. And we're going to be obedient to it. We're not going to be rebellious, have our own ideas or anything like that. But we're going to submit ourselves to the authority of your word and obey it so that we can receive the blessings and the benefits that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen and place, God. Anybody need prayer? Come up for prayer.